Welcome to Life in Bites, a podcast about life, being, business, work, health, and relationships. Too often we as humans chase happiness, beauty, health, wealth, and all the good stuff in life. But what we miss the most is that all the good stuff are good just because we have experienced the bad stuff first. I am Cristina Popescu, the voice behind Life in Bites podcast, and my goal is to empower you to embrace life one bite at a time. To accept the bad stuff you cannot control and embrace the good stuff in order to share it with the world. Your life is good just the way it is. The only thing it has to change is your perspective on it. And then you and I will definitely live the happiness of being. You may hear me here alone or having guests, but one thing I can promise you, you will get value, care and empowerment out of every and each episode. Welcome to a new episode of Life in Bites podcast. Today we are at episode number 10. And I'm so excited because today we have with us a really special person. You will see why. Um, she's Romanian. She's living in the Netherlands right after the uh, communist fall. There was a revolution in Romania and she came here right uh, after, around six months after. She's an amazing woman. She loves people and she loves her job and she, her work. She's passionate about helping people. Um, you will see in her story where the passion started and how she got to where she is. I don't know what is going to unfold in front of us today, but I'm definitely sure, knowing her, that we are going to be inspired. We are going to um, have the vision that if she can do it, we can do it. There is a passion in her voice, in her mind, in her eyes, in her being that I hope you will get it and you will get inspired. Stay with us and invite your friends. Just press the share button and invite your friends to watch this episode because, again, it's going to be epic. Thank you for saying yes to the invitation. It's such an honor to be with you today. Glad I've to meet you. following you since one year. Almost okay. years already. Um, tell us about you, about your life a little bit. I know you live in Netherlands right after well, the so-called revolution. Exactly. Tell us about you. I'm living in the Netherlands since 1990. So in the summer of 1990, I came to Holland. It was my discovery of the world. It was a kind of... I think it was the vision of my mother being in a, in a closed country and uh, communism she was dreaming about the world the world being bigger than what we had and this uh, vision of her of life being bigger than what you have became also my vision and my passion so you decided to leave romania right after yes, that the fall winter of the communism. and everything yes. and how was for you you came here um, by yourself, right? I came by myself. Um, well, first, the first moment I came actually in a kind of a holiday with my mother and my sister to some friends. And I returned to Romania after one month. And I was in Romania for again one month. And by September 1990, I came back. And uh, while discovering the Netherlands, it was... Um, adventure you know when you are 21 you think about adventures and what are the possibilities and uh, 
I was eager to know everything. I was eager to know the country, to know the language, to know people, how, what they are doing. And I was young and I wanted to, to have the same life. Um, however, I was coming in a family in the middle of the country where, well, they were very, uh, it was a Christian family, mm-hmm. very old-fashioned, typical Dutch Christian family. And mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about such structure of the family. So in my eagerness, you know, to know them, I, I was embracing this uh, life. But actually I was like, okay, but this is kind of a small life, you know, what you get. Uh, but anyhow, I went after that in the camps, as they call it, you know, for camps. the mm-hmm. yeah, refugee camps. And the first five months I was in Katwijk, Anzei. Mm-hmm. This is nearby Leiden. A small place, and this place it's also very Christian. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of small life what you have, and I was so fascinated in a way because I thought you know Holland, the Netherlands is big and uh, avant-garde, and you know, and I was coming in very strange in a way places. You know, I was I was it was fascination, but also I was like. Hey, is this life? Okay, mm, I didn't know what to do with it. Coming from a communism where the yeah. world was really small and yeah. with a lot of no around yes. you, and then in another place with different kind of no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And after you went out from the camp... I have to tell a little bit about this period because I was in Katwijk for five months and I met there other Romanian families. And with one family, I became they became my best friends ever. And after that, we we were sent to another camp, larger camp in uh, the middle of the country in Putin. And this is also a very Christian small place. It's unbelievable how it went from one to another. Maybe But there is there, a plan for your life. Yeah, I don't know. I think I had to break something, you know, a kind of a circle of life where I was involved. Uh, there I met. A lot. Of it was a, a, a larger camp where a lot of nationalities were coming together, and I learned some Iranian um, group, you know, people, and they were very, very kind people. I have to say, really, very kind people. But they have this. We had classes, Dutch classes, but it was so basic, and we didn't feel at home in those classes. And I was. Uh, learning at that moment myself I was teaching myself Dutch so I was asking in the camp at the director I w- went to the director and said can you uh, can you give me the key of the classes because I have some people they want to uh, I can teach them Dutch and he was like teach them Dutch you're you Romanian are you talking you are Romanian <laughs> what are you talking about and he was laughing at me and I say yes but I know I can teach them you know yeah but we don't we have a teacher I know but I didn't know how to say, you know, not to to um, to be rude to the, this teacher. She couldn't feel what we, we were needing and, at that time. Anyway, I was I, I got this key and I got the class and I went there and I actually I learned the best. You know, the, when when you are teaching, the, I think the teacher is is learning the most. You know, out of the situation, S- studying with them with a um, Farsi. Um, How do you call it? Um, translation. Translation and English and Romanian and Dutch. So I had these uh, books on the table and we went through the languages to come where we had to come through the stories of life. 
And that was something what we, you know, connected us because all of us were coming from different parts of the world where, you know, the regime was very difficult and to come in a new culture and what you do with that and how you deal with daily things. Uh, and that to translate in a new language, it was really my, the time of my life. And it's there where I, I learned a lot of Dutch. I can see your passion. Yes. Starting right there in that camp. Yes, yes. And this is what also later, when, when we had this foundation, when we, you know, the Romanian foundation, mm -hmm. Rompro, uh, we set up, my idea was, well, okay, we need, you know, this language you know, to, to pass it on, to the knowledge of the language. And there where my idea came up to set up interconnections, and the school online. For people Tell us to about learn. what language do you learn there? Uh, um, Dutch. Um, most of all, but also Romanian for the partners who are, you know, a lot of people are married here or people who are interested to go to Romania nowadays, a lot of people are going also to visit or to work there mm -hmm. so they can come for Romanian courses and of course Dutch courses on different levels. Um, that is great. Yeah, it's a very easy way because it you do it online, but it's online like... Uh, um, like in the class, because you have this uh, possibility to uh, to have conversations during the lessons and to ask questions, and it's very interactive. You know, it's a way of of uh, having that. It's interesting because I was thinking to attend uh, the classes, and I was like, yeah, it's online. But now, knowing the root of the project, it's like, yeah, I have to be there. <laughs> oh, that's great! It's such an empowerment. I can see it there. It's a passion to empower women and people and tell tell me about your uh, job your work i'm uh, at this moment i'm a psychotherapist transcultural mm -hmm. psychotherapist um, and call it systemic therapy that means uh, family and relationship uh, therapy i'm working not only with the uh, families and relationship also individual uh, clients i have but this background of looking further than who you are and what is your the context where you are coming from, you know, it's a very strong part of psychotherapy. What I'm well, what I'm practicing. Why did you choose this part of psychotherapy? I'm coming from Cluj, Napoca in Romania. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a university city. Always beautiful, beautiful city. I'm really, I'm very proud to come there. You know, from the heart of. Transylvania. But my grandparents from my mother's side, they are coming from the mountains in Georgeburg. It's a place mm -hmm. in, in the mountains, in the Rodney Mountains. And when I went as a child, you know, with my great-grandmother, the mother of my, my grandfather, through the uh, village, um, she, you know, I was a small child and walking with her, I was so proud of, of her. And she, every time, hello, hello, you know, you are just having a chit-chat mm. along the way with the people. And if there were younger people and they're saying, you know, very, very polite. careful, polite, hello. And she was, hello, and who are you? Who's your mother? Who's your father? Where do you come from, you know? Because then you can place the, the person also in a greater context than only, you know, the person itself. And... And I was always fascinating, you know, by these stories where the people are coming from. And also, how is it possible, because later to at my grandmother, um, when the people, because St. George Bay is a place, a touristic uh, place where people are coming from all over the country, you know, for 
these uh, spa things and mineral water to get know, treatment to get actually. treatment there mm -hmm. and my grandmother and uh, grandmother they had large houses with separate rooms and they were for renting to, uh, for tourists during the summer so these people were coming together you know and there was these talks in the evening you know chit-chatting and they were sometimes complaining about you know problems of life and i I was I was mesmerized how the people they have the same problems sometimes but different per perspectives to look at the problem and I saying wow so someone can have the same problem but you can resolve it in very different ways or you can look at it in very different ways and how and old was you I think I I was time. starting five six years I was already you know I was you know kids were playing outside and I was doing something to be with the with the uh, um, adult. You are curious. I was so curious. I was so curious as a child. Yeah. Well, well, I was also playing, of course, outside with the kids. But I had this curiosity about mm -hmm. how the people manage their lives. And when I heard, you know, because also I'm coming from, a, in a way, broken family and a lot of things. I was okay, my mother has this problem. How would other person resolve this problem? I don't think there is only one solution to a problem. There has to be more. So this is why I was choosing, I think, lately for the systemical uh, therapy, because in the systemical therapy, you are looking to a problem from different perspectives, and all the perspectives are there. And there is, for, for sure, sometimes one perspective is better at that time, at that moment, than another one. But it doesn't mean that the other ones are not there or not good, you know. In other contexts or other time, it can be, you know, valid. And so this is why I was choosing. And and I think transcultural, because I am myself. Uh, you are really colored in culture. Colored in, your in color, beings. yes. In, in my being, for sure. Coming from Transylvania, where all these melting pots of culture is. Exactly. Now, being, being in daily life, used to talk with people from Hungarian part, German part of... Uh, you know, Romanian part and, and the Roma part, you know, and everything is coming together. There is very interesting history what we have. Yes, in one city. And how was for you when you landed in the middle of Netherlands from the camp? How did you went to school or how did you... Well, it was, you have to think that it was 1990, 91 uh, uh, and... Romanian didn't have to know this. Uh, we couldn't come. How do you call it? Not a visa, not a per work permit. We didn't have everything was a mess. Everything was a mess indeed. And I came in a very nice Dutch family in Zutermeer. They became kind of second parents for me. A very nice family. I am always grateful for meeting them. And I lived with them for one year. And in that time, I was looking like, what are the possibilities? Because it was the law. You can have a work permit if you don't have a, a stay permit in Helen, mm -hmm. but you get a stay permit if you have a work permit. So it was kind of vicious circle where, you know, you didn't get out of the uh, situation. But we found something that as a work permit, I could have something, but it had to be something very specific what Netherlands needed and was mm -hmm. not possible to follow uh, a study or work that was not possible to follow in Romania. So it okay. has to be very specific here. And what they needed at that time, it was... Goodness, do you know when you're thinking... You know four languages and mm -hmm. you don't know the word in any language? <laughs> this is what's happening with me in this moment. <laughs> in between all kinds of languages. And... Yes, I'm in, uh, in between. Um, 
I was working in healthcare care. I founded this place in healthcare, working with people with mental retirement as an assistant, you know, mm-hmm. and psychiatry problems. They had, you know, comorbid uh, images. Mm-hmm. So I was working there. I, at least I was talking with them. Can I work here? And they agreed to work and to ask for my work permit. And it was a whole... Um, it was not easy, you know, this because it, it needed to be asked at the Ministry of Justice in, in The Hague. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a procedure, a long procedure for more than a year. But you are strong. We did it. Yeah. And meanwhile, I was working 40 hours, you know, unpaid because they were not allowed to pay me. Okay. So I was working for 40 hours a week, full-time job. And it's the place where I, I learned a lot about psychiatry and the human structure actually that's uh, who we are and your fascination since you were a child yes was coming back exactly yes in a different way in a different culture yes was different um to see how romanian my romanian's mind work from the stories that you knew and then to live in netherlands and see a different culture how do you see any pattern any differences between culture oh between cult- cultures do we learn yes. different yes for sure you know culture is what is culture you know it's also very difficult definition what culture means most of the people they are thinking perhaps you know culture in difference of music or language or in the, the way, way you're dressing or you know when i say culture is more um mentality Okay. The way how we think, the yeah. way how we were taught to think. Yeah, I think we are a product of our history, you know, background, where we're coming from, and the history not only the past 10 years or 20 years, but in, along the history of thousands of years. And Nether- the Netherlands is a Nordic country to the extreme west, and Romania is almost to the extreme east of Europe well central east of course and I think we are influenced of course by our history and everything was happening in those countries uh, during the years as well as the climate which has a huge impact on how we are thinking about ourselves how I think about environment how we're thinking about who we are you know what we are doing how we are working and yeah of course all kind of things are very typical to a place where you are mm-hmm. but i think in romania uh, yes it's different yeah we are thinking different for sure the structure is different uh, two different cultures however we are in europe you know and two european countries but there is uh, it's like I don't know. Yes. North and south. North and south. In yes. Way of thinking. Yes. And you managed to work and then get passionate and fascinated about mind. And then yeah. what happened? Well, I was working for 10 years in uh, this environment, taking care of, in psychiatry, actually. And, uh, and I was also manager there, but the management in healthcare didn't say to me too much, you know. My, my biggest dream was to have my own practice and to be a psychotherapist. So after I was, I had a kind of collapse after 10 years being in Holland. Which kind? Uh, mental okay. and emotional mm-hmm. was collapsing because I was pushing myself so much and so far and this procedure what I had to go through um, the what you say the culture you know different mentality and I had to take it you know like you know like my life depends upon it depended upon it and I was very eager so I did a lot of things in a very short time uh, I was uh, more than adapting me almost like at, after I think after 
two or three years, someone asked me, where did you learn Romanian? Because I was translating something, you know. So you couldn't hear any difference between me and the Dutch people in the accent, in the way I was using the language. Now I have my accent back. I want to use it, you know, it's my accent. I love to, to show where I'm coming from. And I'm not bothered by my mistakes in the language or by my accent or whatever it is. You know? But at that time, I was so eager. I wanted to, to make it happen. You came from a really a tiny cage in yes. Romania. It was literally a cage. And then you were free, but not so free. Yeah. And then you discovered the freedom and you just push yourself yes, over Yes, but edge. it was also not a freedom like being really free because I, yeah. I, I, I depend on authorities, on the procedures, um, and also to learn how you... Because, you know, simple things of life, how you, you know how life is going on and exactly. at, at your work, why the people are reacting like that, why they are saying... I didn't understand sometimes... Well, the jokes I could understand at a certain point, but not everything, you know, and, and sometimes I took everything literally because I was trying to, to understand and translate. So it, it, mentally, it costs you a lot. It's a lot of energy what you have to put out there, you know, in order to, to get things done. And get was, them done in a good way. In a good way. I was studying at the same time, you know, because mm-hmm. I had to have a, a f- for sure some, you know, diploma or something, you know. So I was studying. I was studying in management. I was studying, and that was, and I was married. I got married with a Dutch person. And the difference between me and him, it was also huge. So it was another pressure. So after 10 years, I couldn't keep it anymore. I was working too much. I was doing too much. And I didn't know anymore who I am. I really literally didn't know who I am. That is powerful because that is so common and I can relate with you so well. I'm in a point where I don't know who I am. And when I decided to say it loud voice and say it on podcast and online and every everywhere, I was so scared. But saying it, it's sort of freedom because then you can yeah. stop and yeah. do something that you want. And yeah. for how long was that period when one you just... Year. I was really one year emotionally ill, I but also physical. Because after a while, I couldn't walk anymore. You know, I was so tired. I couldn't walk. I couldn't. My heart rate was so high because all this adrenaline. You know what is happening when you are mm-hmm. pushing yourself you for know, too many uh, years. For too many years, and it was also very difficult. Now it was. I I didn't know who I am, but I did. When I came here, the people were saying, "What do you want to do?" But when I was coming from a communist country. I didn't have any clue. We didn't learn what we wanted. We were not we allowed allowed to you know, want something. To want something. I said whatever yeah. it is i will do i'm i'm willing to do but okay here you know you have to choose i didn't know what to choose you know after 10 years i had to to literally lay down on the couch for months and to empty myself and to find a way out who am i and what i want to do and after one year i i met this very good psychotherapist after meeting two psychotherapists where i thought okay what i'm i'm seeing what i'm learning from them is that i don't want to be if i i will be a psychotherapist once i don't want to be like them that so, is such a powerful role model yes yeah. yes and then the third one I met, it was, you know, this click, what you have, you know, this, this connection, what you can mm-hmm. have with a person. And it was very strong. And she was looking at me and she was saying, I see you. And that was very powerful. Yeah. To see the other person behind everything. And I trust you. That is powerful in a culture where we don't trust. Yeah. Yeah. And really to see that the other one is really interested in 
who you are. Who you are, not who you can be or no. do. No. Yeah. Really, really. Then that was power. From that moment on, I it was difficult because it a difficult process. It cost me another year to really rediscover my really to, sometimes to rediscover and sometimes to discover myself. You know, it was between yes. rediscovering some things and sometimes to really discover because I didn't know some things about myself and why. I was and uh, yeah that that was and I thought okay this is actually is my my calling to be a psychotherapist I and I knew I could go back to that moment as a child listening to the people you know yes and I could, uh, there were two very powerful things in this discovery or journey of mine inner journey it was to going back to the moments where I could listen to the people and that it was also healing internal healing process my own healing process and I went as a teenager with a group of students in the mountains for two years long and I to discover caves you know because Transylvania is very rich in, in caves especially yes. you know with the Appalachian mountains and this connection with the with the nature going into a cage also a journey inside you know inside the mountain inside the earth it's actually inside yourself and these two moments i could bring them back in the psychotherapy and i could work out that's amazing absolutely amazing is that you when you tell your story it's like you paint it in colors i can feel the smell of the dust in that city and it's really it's really powerful i can see you you walk the the walk not just thank you talk the talk that is so powerful thank you and <laughs> now you are um, you said you speak many languages how many languages do you speak i'm using in therapy three languages mm-hmm. romanian of course english and dutch and i'm speaking also french a bit and italian and spanish uh, are not very far from our exactly. own languages so we can follow we follow it quite easily and a bit portuguese but that is also because my daughter is has portuguese blood in her, so i'm very connected to portugal i can see you um rooted deep rooted in who you are now um what would you say about you what who you are now well who i am very interesting because you know this who i am it's not a static kind of thing it's a dynamic process i think my whole life will go on who i am and discovering another phase of life and mm-hmm. another part of myself who you are today but who i am today mm-hmm. um i want to consider myself still a young woman however you know it's uh, you next, look like next month i will turn 51 and i'm very proud of my age i have to say be uh, because you so don't look like i'm very happy every year when it's my birthday since I was a child for me it's really a blast of a party in myself you know a feast uh, I'm always happy to celebrate my my birthday even it it, it was uh, it was in a dark period of Romania or here in the dark period or light period my birthday it was kind of a, a celebration of the year of who I am I am so far, I am, I will turn, I hope, next month, of course, we don't know if we live, every day is a new day, but um, to turn 51, you know, to celebrate again, last year. Happy birthday. Thank you. I still have to go there. But um, I am a young woman, I'm really a woman, you know, I'm enjoying being a woman. And you're so feminine and just 
the definition of being a woman without um, masculinity in it, without pushing the edge anymore. I know you for I get to read uh, about your birthday two mm-hmm. times. I remember last year you were I could say you were like a flower, really ready to to let the smell go out when you mm. you wrote there everything who you are and you are thankful for I was just weeping <laughs> mm. I was like I want to be like this <laughs> when I get that age yeah oh, be like this when you are this age you know yeah. every year every I think every stage of life is 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 amazing it's sometimes very difficult but it's ours you know we get one life we don't have any other one now knowing your full story is like I want to be like you. You know, it's through such knowing communism from stories because it was one year when um, the revolution was. But I see patterns in mind, and now looking at you is like, wow, there is hope, because coming from and being raised in the communism, and then going through such hard times here, and looking at you and listen to you now, it's it's hopeful. It's such okay, thank hopeful. you. Most most of the time we say about young generation is hopeful, <laughs> but okay, also a generation of fifty can be hopeful. I think That's we true. as uh, young people you. we lack role models. Oh, this, we okay. really truly lack role That's models. Yeah. and we somehow somehow we feel that we have to make our way, but it's easier to walk on the steps they're already there. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. It's there true. is hope. Yeah, there is hope. Okay, so be nice who you are. are. <laughs> yeah, I cannot be someone else. I yes, I I'm I'm enjoying I'm I'm enjoying my profession for sure. I'm doing it with a lot of passion, being a psychotherapist and looking like a child. You know, every time very curious to this per- perspective of human being. You know, of the person who is with me in the room, or the family, or the relationship, you know, what is in the room with me. Also, I'm a I'm coach and trainer, you know, sometimes the people they ask me how, you know, at workplace, how to handle all these cultures together, or what is happening between teams and team leaders, you know. Or, yeah, it's it, it's it's my, my curiosity, I think, you know, and fascination. Hmm? And your calling. And my calling, yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's I my calling, so. yeah. I'm looking forward to have you in another podcast because we have so many things to, oh, to sure. discuss. And I think you have a lot of value to give. Thank and you. go out and give this value that you hold inside of you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs>